Hi, my name is Londe Yusuf. And my name is Reggie Williams. And we're the co-founders of Black Film Space. Black Film Space is a grassroots organization dedicated to enhancing the skill sets of black filmmakers and building a community of creatives. We host events such as screenwriting workshops, panels, mixers, and other events that are designed to support black content creators. In the next episode of the Black Film Space podcast, we interview Frank Abney. Frank Abney is a Pixar animator who has brought to life animated favorites like Coco, The Incredibles 2, Frozen, Toy Story 4, and many more. We talk with Frank about the process of working on a big budget animated film, the current state of black animators, and his upcoming independent short animated project entitled Canvas. But before we start the interview, we have a few brief announcements. On Thursday, June 13th, we're hosting a screenwriting workshop from 7 to 10 p.m. in Manhattan. We workshop two screenplays, 15 pages or less, and offer constructive criticism. All experience levels are welcome, and admission is $6. On Saturday, June 8th, we're hosting a director's workshop with Stefan Bristol. Stefan is the writer and director of the new Netflix film, See You Yesterday. We are going to screen select scenes from his latest film and discuss his process of developing the short version into the feature film, followed by a Q&A. Admission is $10. On Sunday, July 21st, we're hosting our fourth annual Summer Mixer in Flatbush, Brooklyn. The Summer Mixer is our signature event where creatives like you get a chance to mix, mingle, drink, eat, and dance in the ultimate summertime setting. Early bird tickets go on sale May 31st and start at $15. Admission includes open bar, unlimited food, a live DJ, and raffle giveaways. For more info on all these events, go to blackfilmspace.com. And now, on to our interview. Hi, Frank. Thank you for joining the Black Film Space podcast today. So my first question for you is about your time at the Art Institute of California and Animation Mentor. Um, because you engaged in both the physical education experience and online. So what did your education afford you that you might have not gotten without these experiences? So both, both Art Institute and uh, Animation Mentor contributed in, in different ways to uh, my, you know, my career as an animator and filmmaker. Um, I'd say Art, Art Institute was more general. Um, I... It, although I wanted to be an animator, I my time there I got to get a taste of um, uh, learning, you know, about acting, learning about the foundations, um, uh, you know, as far as like life drawing and um, drawing perspective and learning about anatomy and uh, color theory, like all all the all the foundations to this medium um and and once we got into the technical classes um i got to do more than just animating i learned about 3d modeling and uh rigging and um story and you know all these different different aspects that um that that make up you know the just building building projects in in this medium and uh which which is good and and could be bad in, in some instances where you just want to focus you know, purely on one part. Um, so it's up to it was up to us to, you know, hone in on on what those specific uh, areas were that we wanted to tackle. And um, so after I graduated, that's why I went to Animation Mentor right after because uh, 
with Animation Mentor, I got to focus purely on animation and uh, nothing else. So when I graduated Art Institute, I, I was st- I was still able to, you know, get a job like while I was in school and after, but I was doing more more of a, a generalist. I, I was more of a generalist, so I was doing a little bit of everything. And then uh, once once I got out of there, I, a few months later, I went to Animation Mentor and I was focusing purely on learning how to animate um, performances and, uh, learning from industry professionals as well. And so I, 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 I think there's a lot gained from both experiences. Um, even though, you know, I'm still paying both of those off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had mentioned that you, you studied some acting while you were at the art Institute. Um, does that still inform your work now? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I still, take classes every now and then whenever I, you know, if I have the time to, to, to dedicate to it, uh, just let's see, just, I think last year I did this improv class and yeah, they, they all, it's all informative because, you know, as an animator, we're, we're breathing life into these characters. We're the actors behind, behind the characters. You know, we, uh, um, we have to, we have to know how to, um, how to how to how to communicate effectively and dig into these different characters because we you know we don't know what which character we may be animating on a given shot so you know we have to quickly be able to dive into who that character is and how they would emote how they would move how they would uh you know just just different different layers to the performance and and so um so that the, the acting class i had you know, we're we're learning about uh, we were learning about live act. You know how we how they would approach live action. Um, you know, like it shot. What's um, um I guess setting up setting up shots and you know how how the actors would perform um, to the camera and uh, you know we take we took part in that as well. Like picking scenes from movies, we try to pick stuff that we you know, we're not familiar with and uh and kind of you know um navigate navigate with the with the instructor you know how to how we would film that and act it out in front of the class and um our final i remember <laughs> i was just talking about this uh, we had to uh memorize a uh a one minute long uh monologue mm. perform that in front of the class and and it was it was great it was it was great you know being able to well, first of all, be vulnerable in front of the class to do that mm. and uh, to use that, that chunk of time to, to dive into a character and, and uh, see what we can do with it. Okay. And all, all, that, all that's informative to animation because, you know, we get, we get the lines of dialogue and we, we, we can look at the storyboards for the scenes, but um, usually it's, we, you know, we, just, we, hear the, we hear the dialogue from the actors and then, you know, we take that and, and have to reinterpret that you know because it, it the the context may change or there may be uh, certain acting beats that the director wants in the scenes and so you know a lot of us we act act out our scenes to that dialogue as well mm-hmm. so. do, you, do you work on the same character per project so that like the acting and the animation and everything is consistent how's the work distributed that that's um that's how a lot of a lot of the work was done 
you know, in early on in, in, um, animation, animated film production, that that's, uh, you would have character teams. So people would be, uh, let's say it's Lion King. There'd be, um, a team of animators on star a team of animators on Mufasa. And, you know, like you, you'd still get a little bit of each character, but you know, they had, they had very split up roles, you know, for, for the different characters. And, um, I think there's a benefit to that, but I, I think nowadays it's more, uh, you, you get, you get a mix of everything. So whoever's in your shot, you may be, you know, there's, there's some movies where I've primarily worked with a certain character or, I, or at least I worked with that character more than the others. There's some where I've kind of touched everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I kind of prefer that just, because it gives you it gives you a chance to um, to have different experiences and explore, you know, the different personalities and and uh, yeah, just bring bring something bring a more uh, unique perspective to a certain character and 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 it's also that that extra amount of challenge to make it all feel like it came from one animator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure that's a lot. That's really tedious. You probably have to go back and forth with notes. From the director, okay, yeah. producer, yeah. <laughs> can, can you uh, paint the picture for us about the process of animating a film, and like you know between all oh, the positions yeah. and how it's directed and all that? Yeah, no problem. So um, I'd say the bulk, the bulk of the time is spent uh, figuring out the story. You know, uh, we want to make sure that you're telling telling a story that's worth that's worth telling and you know people can take something from it and uh you know or just building something unique and and grounded and and you know so, something that's that's built in some kind of truth and and so with that you know you, you're you're hammering on on getting this story feeling feeling as as perfect as it can be you know in the time that you have and so you know from there you uh may jump into designing the environment, designing characters. Um, you, you still, you, you still may not have, you know, an idea of, of voice actors yet. Uh, some people already have actors in mind, um, that early, but, um, yeah. So designing, designing your world and designing characters. And then you may, uh, depending on if you're doing it in 3d, may start to start to bring those things into the, the 3d world and, discovering the look by then you'll have your concept artist and uh your art director like everyone kind of designing that world and seeing seeing how that would look you may even have have uh animators that early you know if you have characters built to to just to kind of test them out mm-hmm. seeing how how they would move with their range of motion would be if if you have you know a, a unique uh, style of character um and you're gonna you're gonna have your story artist, you know, once your script is done, to uh, basically translate that script to screen, and uh, you know, seeing how those how those shots would be composed, and um, just yeah, getting getting the visual the visual storytelling in there. And from there, I, I'd say, you know, once the story is 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 pretty locked, um, and you have you have your storyboard and the, the reels are working 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 well. Um, You'd bring that into. Uh, you'd have a layout department if you're uh, working in 3D. Layout department is basically they're they're in charge of um, composing the shots in 3D. So you have your your 3D sets that are built from the designs, and you have your characters that are built, you know, from the character designs. And um, 
the, the characters go through another process of um, after they're modeled, you know, they have uh, shading or texturing, you know, basically decide, uh, determining the, the surface detail, you know, the skin texture, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have a groom department, which does the hair and you have the cloth, the cloth department or um, different studios may make call them uh, different, you know, you, you may have a, they may be called the tailor department or cloth simulation. The, yeah, they're, they're in charge of the clothing. So, you know, you're going to, first you'll have the model of the clothing and then you have the, um, you have a, a whole team of, team of people that are uh, figuring out the, the technical settings for those, for that clothing, you know, how they would move, how they drape, what the weight of the clo- clothing is, how they'll, wrinkle and you know all that kind of stuff but uh that that can happen you know along the way as you're in production but you want to you want to get in, get in that stuff as early as possible so back to the layout like once you have the characters and the and the environments and stuff um the layout department you know they they set up the shot so what environment the characters are going to be in you know making sure that the characters are where they need to be uh, in relation to the camera and just, you know, comp- composing the shots based on uh, what's been set up in the storyboards. And they'll, they'll do um, kind of a uh, just rough placement of of what's supposed to happen throughout the shots. And then from layout, you know, we go to animation. So when we get involved, uh, you know, we'll have the layout. We can, we can also refer to the storyboards. And we'll meet with the director. They'll kind of tell us what the plan is for the shots, you know, what they want out of the shot. Basically, like how a director would talk to an actor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we would take that and, and we, uh, you know, there's multiple uh, iterations and, you know, meetings with the director and your leads to make sure that you're hitting those performances and uh, bringing, you know, whatever's needed out of the shot to them. And then, uh, from there, you, you may have uh, lighting working simultaneously, you know, while shots are being animated as well. So mm. uh, the lighting department, you know, they're setting up the look, the look of the shots and, uh, you know, they're going to be getting their information from, you know, the concept art or, or uh, the uh, color script. And, and they're, 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 they're bringing the lights to the scene to, you know, to define the look and, you know, um, they there's there's a pretty uh, some some studios have a pretty large lighting team some have a pretty small lighting team and I, i'm not sure how they operate as far as like how they share shots or you know but um i'm always fascinated when when my shots go through lighting and just seeing seeing what they do to to just you know make it look beautiful basically <laughs> um, i'm sorry what is so, what do you mean by the lighting department in regards to animation i'm so so similar, similar to live action, you know, where you, they, they, but, but digitally. So you'd have, you, they would take say a shot that I just animated and, or they're working on the whole sequence and they, you know, put the, put the lights in the scene. So you're, you know, same, same way you would light a, a character on a set, you know, they have the, you know, the key lights, bounce lights, fill lights, you know, everything that's, um, uh, to define the look of, um, what's been established in the concept art wow um so you got virtual lights where you know and they 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 control the settings for uh you know how the surface reacts to that light so you may have um i mean depending on how large a studio that that could be split up into two different departments or 
or it could be the lighter themselves uh, doing that stuff. But, you know, how reflective a surface is and how it reacts to the light or, you know, uh, a character, you know, how their skin reacts to the light. Um, so it, it, it could potentially be more than just lighting the scene itself. But, but yeah, it's, it's um, everything is it's pretty much translated the same way that, that it would be in live action. So uh, but just in the in the virtual world. So in, in the software that you all are using. Right. OK. Okay. Wow. And from there, we have another, we have a rendering department. So, um, you know, after lighting and uh, after, you know, we have the effects and the hair and cloth and the scene is lit and then it has to be rendered. So you get that final look that you see, you know, on screen because the computer has to compute, you know, all that stuff, like, you know, how the light, uh, you know, it it would compute those, 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 uh, the number of bounces of, of, you know, that the light would have in the scene, you know, kind of how, you know, in real world, you know, if you have, if you have one light in a room, you know, that light's going to bounce off of the walls and the floors and, you know, depending on what surface it is, you know, some surfaces absorb light and, you know, just that, that's, that's all the stuff that they have to learn and bring it to, bring it to the animation world. So you get something that, not it, that's not necessarily realistic, but something that's uh, believable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're you know that's why in college you know we have to learn a lot of that stuff. You know, just from the animation side as well. Like you know why we why we dig into anatomy and you know acting classes and and the life drawing and you know all those foundations that that you know make up that you know the the final job that we're aiming for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after rendering, then then. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you, they, they may score, um, you know, do the music um, along the way. I know it, one of the last films I was on, scoring was happening as we were finishing the sequence. And sometimes, you know, the scoring happens at the very end. Like, you know, once we're completely done with the movie, then, you know, the composer, you know, they, they'd score, score the film. And sometimes we can, we can see a, a live feed of that, which is cool, seeing all the musicians play to the play to the the film playing mm-hmm. yeah there's also you know the post-production stuff like color correction and all that uh making sure that it's all set up for theatrical release yeah, yeah i think there's another department for you know dvd stuff as well so mm-hmm. and we have a marketing marketing team you may you know you may have that simultaneously going on you know filming filming your daily sessions or your meetings, you know, to compile all that stuff for when DVD releases. Mm-hmm. So you have some special features going on in there. Got it. Got it. How long is this process? A, <laughs> I'd say, uh, it varies, but I, I think on average, uh, I'll, I'll say maybe like four or five years from start to finish. And, and that some films have been much longer. And, and I know nowadays things are getting a lot quicker, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's like eternity for you know live action films because <laughs> they shoot things so quickly. Um, do yeah. you feel like the industry puts pressure on animated films to turn around quicker now because budgets are smaller, uh, timelines are shorter? Hmm. It's it's hard to say because I, I I'm not sure if that if that may come from that pressure or you know, studio pressure of, of, you know, wanting to put more product out to 
to to bring more funds in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that that's always tricky. I mean, personally, I, I feel like you start getting into that territory, then you know you may start uh, sacrificing quality. You know, when you start chasing money, because then because then when you're when you're chasing just the money, then you know you gotta make sure everyone's happy, and mm. then you start trying to make sure everyone's happy. Then you start watering down what you know what you have to say. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I guess. I guess it's tricky, but yeah, it's hard to say where that where that comes from. I guess it depends on the studio. Okay. Uh, studios like Leica, you know, that does you know a lot of they primarily do stop stop motion stuff now nowadays. Um, create what what they would want to see or or whoever is in charge. Um, but then you may have you may have other studios that may you know it, it, their their stories may be a little more general or simple or. Uh, uh, it seems like it's it's more box office related. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the easiest way I could put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Compared to like trying to put something unique and special out there. How, how many mm-hmm. black animators are out doing what you're doing right now? It's hard to say because they I mean, as far as my experiences go on, on filming, who who I know are working in just on the feature side, um, uh, probably. I mean, definitely less than ten that I know of. Mm. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'd say somewhere between like somewhere between like five to ten. <laughs> you know, there's an uptick in television and live action films. Do you see efforts to bring more people of color, particularly black um, creatives, in the animation animation space? Oh, I would I would love to. That that's like that's uh. Because I, I feel like I feel like you know that we're we're always I mean at least for me I I I'm always pulling from live action like I I watch more live action stuff than animated stuff and um, I feel like we're, I mean no matter what it's all just a medium to to tell a story so I feel like you know people could come from anywhere you know in the on the filmmaking side. Um, Cause it's just, it's just how you get that information on the screen. You know, all the, the principles are still there. All the principles are still the same. Um, so, I mean, if it was me personally, I would, and I know, I know we've had consultants with, um, with filmmakers, uh, with, you know, live action, uh, filmmakers and, and not, not just people of color, but just people in general as well, you know, cause it all, it's all informing. So um, but yeah, I, I hope I hope we can get more of that. I'd, I'd love to uh, <laughs> to have you know an animated film going on where we're you know consulting or or having you know someone like like Ava or Ryan Coogler or you know Barry Jenkins or you know just people coming in and and contributing to that because I, I feel like on with with animated films there's a there's still this stigma of it being for kids and I feel like we can bring so much more depth depth to um to the animated films and um I think I think you know it, it's up to it's up to you know people and studios to to make that leap you know to take that risk and uh yeah totally. I mean, I'm up for it I don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I know I know others would be um you know some studios may not want to take that risk because they've already built a uh you know they already have an audience that they 
um, you know, try to stick with. But, um, yeah, I think it just takes people uh, creating for themselves. Or, but you know. is there... I mean, look, look at Family Guy and, you know, all those other yeah. animated shows that are for definitely for adults. You could watch movies with the same type of tone, you know? Yeah. So uh, are there, you know, with when, when in regards to live action, you know, there are these programs for diversity, there are these strong pushes, like Netflix has, you know, what is it, Black Lead or something like that? Um, oh, strong Black, black lead. lead. Is is there anything happening in regards to, like, animators, not necessarily, like, producers and directors like the Ryan Kuglers and Ava DuVernay's, but, like, is there a push for animators to uh, to get more work in the feature level or in the television, studio television department? Mm. Well, I know um, di different studios may have their own programs going on i know i know for for me currently like um we've been sent to you know different schools or or like i i, I participated with the disney and pixar at the uh um black college expo um you know just just t talking to students and parents and stuff and um i've done talks at uh the walt disney family museum um just kind of you know whether i'm whether i'm i'm helping with like you know they have a summer program where you know kids are learning about you know like uh creating stories and or or designing characters or their worlds or you know things like that you know and i also kind of i also travel to you know different colleges whenever it you know whenever it, the opportunity comes up um to talk about what i do and and also you know help try to provide resources and I, I teach online as well so um which is uh i teach in person um at a place called animation collaborative and also teach online um a place called anim school which which has been nice because that's you know it, it gives everyone an opportunity um no matter where they're located but i feel like there's still there there still needs to be there's still more to do because this field is is can be pretty expensive, and um, you know not everyone has the means to uh, to go after it. So you know that's another that 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 leads to you know other stuff I may do. Like I mean the the talks at the schools I think that's that's helpful, and also uh, just trying to make myself more just accessible, you know, online mm -hmm. and you know, try to be active on social media and stuff for, you know, people that may have questions. I have my email open, you know, people, they have questions, you know, I, I get get a fair amount of, um, you know, questions about, you know, getting into animation and what they need to do and, you know, just how to go about it and all that kind of stuff. So I try to help where I can and, and give resources that, you know, don't, break the wallet basically yeah. <laughs> you know stuff that stuff that would be easily accessible and and things that people can do on their own because like after a lot of my learning you know after after college you know I, I got what i needed as far as uh you know the the core education and uh but things weren't happening how i wanted them to just mm. yet and mm. i think most of the learning was like taking that stuff and then building on it on my own afterwards you know just just working at home trying to just hammer on this crap and finding people 
online that 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 can uh, you know that would lend their time to you know give feedback or you know any of that stuff. So um, just you know kind of telling people what I did in those circumstances because I know after college I'm like I can't pay for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so try to make it work some other way. Yeah. What What was the name of the place that you teach at? Oh, uh, I teach at uh, the Animation Collaborative, uh, which is in person. It's actually across the street from Pixar. Um, and then I teach uh, online at Anim Squad, A N I M S Q U A D. Okay. And uh, why is why is it so expensive to learn how to animate? Um, I think some of it could be, you know, partially um where you know the places i teach it's all it's all current currently working professional animators so you know taking that that time um and also like characters you know a lot of times we we provide characters for students to animate with um because uh you know there's some free characters out there that are that are good and then there's some that uh you you, you may not have the range of emotion and motion that you can get out of the characters and you may not have as much diversity for you know the type of shots that you want to animate and so you know getting those characters made you know can cost thousands of dollars you know because you're you know you're paying you know a modeler you're paying a rigger you're paying you know a designer so there's all these things that go in go that go into creating this creating the the right environment for people to, to, to thrive in when pursuing animation. And, but the online, so like the more workshop type classes, those are more on the, on the cheaper end, actually. Like I, I see, I, I did a talk, the one I did a recent talk uh, at, um, at Walt Disney family museum and, and um, kind of going into colleges and what, you know, parents can expect. And, and one of the other speakers brought up, costs of colleges nowadays and i'm like man Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's nearly if not double than you know when i went to school like oh my god yeah yeah it's the biggest form of debt in this country Um, yeah like my (laughs) especially like you know after working in the industry for like uh the last 12 or so years like and i'm still paying off student debt and like man (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. That's mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So, what is the most difficult, challenging thing to learn in animation, and what would you strongly suggest people master? You know, so they can enter the industry and be competent. Yeah, I, I'd say for for an animator, uh, that would be performance. You know, learning learning about um, how to how to bring your bring your experiences to to a performance. You know, you can. Uh, you can dive into the uh, the technical stuff and and learning how to to polish and and you know make make the make everything look pretty on screen, but but um, the the heart of it is coming from the acting and and um, you know the, the spending spending a lot of time at the computer like you know you can do all the studying and and all that stuff that you want, but uh, you got to live your life also. You know, you gotta, you gotta go out, you gotta experience, you gotta, um, you know, there, there's some self-discovery in that as well, because, you know, you, you know what you like and, um, 
you know, you may see performances or movies that you like, you may not know why. And, but, you know, just kind of learning about yourself and the craft, you know, they go, they go hand in hand. And um, I think that that's, that's probably the most important thing for me, you know, bring to, to bring to this, this field um, to this craft. Cause uh, yeah, I think ultimately we want to connect with people. So um you know seeing how seeing how you can how you can uh dig into your own history uh whether it's you know yourself or people you know or or just those experiences and and being able to communicate that in the simplest way um on screen i think that's 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 the one of the the key things if not the key thing you know in my opinion um okay for being an animator um, can you talk about your short film and, you know, the concept, oh. how did you come up with it, where it's at right now? Yeah, so Canvas, it's a, it's about a um, a grandfather who, who's, you know, he, he goes through a loss and it, it, it in that loss, he, he kind of, he, he loses inspiration to create because he, he was a painter. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's it kind of came from um, a little bit about a little bit from myself, uh, a little from my mom, a little from my grandfather, uh, you know, just uh, as an artist and, you know, just, I mean, people in general, you know, loss can, can affect us in different ways, but, you know, especially on the, um, it, you know, when you have some, a passion or something that you put a lot of yourself into, you know, that can, that can really, you know, do some damage on your, on your, you know, creative side, but, you know, it, it's, um, so I, I wanted to tackle that in a story that I think it would be relatable for, for all people. Um, and also just something, something a little more, um, grounded, you know, I, I, I could easily pull from, you know, funny stuff or, you know, things that have happened in my life, but, uh, I wanted to, you know, bring, bring, put something out there, you know, to bring some heart, bring something real out there. And, uh, see, I had the idea a few years ago. It was, it, the, the story at, at its core, it was the same, but it was, you know, it was slightly different. So it's been, it's been going on for about, let's say, probably about four years. There was a period, um, where I was pitching it in the beginning, but, uh, you know, I had to get the rights back. So that was, that was kind of a year lost of, you know, just not working on it during that time when I was, you know, trying to get the rights back. And then uh, once I got it back, I, you know, I started assembling my team, you know, getting my designers and story artists and, you know, all that stuff just to, to start making this thing. And then uh, got to the point where we needed funding. So earlier this year, we did the Kickstarter campaign, mm-hmm. um, which, which was, you know, ended up being successful and, yeah, I'm still kind of uh, in shock by just the the, the response to the short and uh, the teaser and um, yeah, it's I, it's it's great when when you know you feel something about you know whatever you're making or or whatever you're doing or whatever it may be and uh, you know you put it out there and people can can feel that you mm-hmm. know it's it's a, it's a I can't even describe the feeling but i'm i'm so grateful you know that people were um that people responded to it and uh so we're trying to uh finish it by you know 
or in September. Um, so we can hit the, the festival circuit next year. Mm-hmm. So right now there's, it's, it's about seven minutes long, probably about a minute and a half animated. So we're, we're, we're moving. It's, uh, it's, it's going to take, you know, it's, it's a long process and, you know, it's going to take some, some large hours put in just because everyone, everyone working on it is either working full time or, you know, has something going on. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it'd be nice, you know, if, if I could, you know, have a project where I can dedicate, you know, full time to it, but, uh, you know, you gotta make it work. Yeah. So whatever we have. So, uh, I, I noticed the, your, the budget for the film is um sixty thousand or forty thousand dollars, but you but you end up raising sixty thousand, which seems incredibly low for an animated film relative to the studio, um, the studio budgets, which are like what hundreds of millions of dollars. So I mean, typically indi- um, independent. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say just like at a for like a short film at a studio um yeah it could be it could still be around a million just for like five minutes so. <laughs> yeah so i'm just i'm curious to know like how i guess how you make this work and and then also looking at your production costs most of it's going towards rendering which is i find to be amazing so can you just elaborate more on how you're going to make this project come to life well a lot of it is uh you know, leaning on friends and and, uh, and just just people people that want to be part of the project that um, that have you know there's some that's volunteered their time and there there's some people that you know they're doing work at a huge <laughs> discounted rate mm-hmm. um, and then there's also you know finding finding cheaper ways of doing doing things that can still bring quality like. For instance, um, let's say uh, if there's something that I can do that you know I may not necessarily want to do it, but you know I have the the, the skill to the skill to do it. You know I may just take that task on and do it. You know for for free compared to like um, finding someone to hire to do it and you know having to, to pull from the budget. So mm-hmm. like you know there's some. Um, even though I had story artists on the short, you know, there's some storyboards that I just did myself. So, you know, for the time that we needed them and, you know, not wanting to have to pay someone to do it, um, you know, or there's some, some 3d modeling that, that I would pitch in on, you know, for, uh, little things that we needed. And then there's some things that I tried to do and then it's just like, okay, I need to get someone (laughs) like, like the hair, you know, that was, that was something that I, I done hair a long time ago and there's a there's a different way of doing it that that provides, you know, really nice results just with the tool the tool what what the tool is capable of. Yeah, I tried to I tried to take that on but I I was I was, I was hitting a wall <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to I need to get someone who, you know, does this for a living, you know, does this for what animation is for me. I want this, you know, this needs to be their thing. So, um, so I got, uh, you know, I found an artist that, that was really good with that stuff. And, um, yeah, just leveraging whatever, whatever I can to, 
to bring quality, but also, you know, get it done and be efficient about it. Yeah. How many, how many animators are going to be working on this? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, the teaser, I just animated that myself. Mm -hmm. And then looks amazing. Um, Oh, thank you. I've had for, so for the actual short so far, I've had maybe six or seven so far. Mm -hmm. And then I anticipate getting more. So, yeah, I'm not sure where, where it'll end, but, you know, I'm jumping in there as well, animating some stuff and, yeah, whatever we can to get it done. Mm -hmm. But I, I do, I, I do want to, I don't, I don't want it to be too many people just because, um, I mean, for one, that could be a lot to manage. And two, I want everything to feel consistent. So, um, uh, it's, it could still be done with a lot of people and have it feel consistent, but you know, that's also, that also takes a lot of managing and, um, and also wanting, wanting, uh, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want people to just have like one shot to animate, you know, cause that, you know, you, you, as an animator, you want some kind of ownership over, you know, uh, maybe a, a moment or, you know, a, a few shots that are connected with each other, you know, have some kind of context um mm -hmm. so you're not just animating a one-off shot <laughs> yeah you know something that's not connected mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so you know keeping that in mind as well because i know how that is on the feature mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. it's like that sometimes we just have to animate one shot without context yeah oh, wow. i think for for the studios i've been at uh it's that that's more so come up at the end because it's like you know whatever's left you just gotta get it done mm -hmm. but generally we've been we usually get cast a few sh a few shots at once, so you know we'll we'll animate a section of things. So mm -hmm. you know we have we have some kind of ownership on that you know that particular chunk. Can you also talk about your life and how you got to this point? I mean, I know we talked about you going to those institutions and schools, but how did mm -hmm. you develop an interest in animation in general? Oh yeah. Um, I'd say it started, it started from drawing, you know, just, uh, you know, watching, watching cartoons and movies as a kid and, and just, I don't know what sparked wanting to draw, but like, I just, it, I, I mean, I was fascinated by characters and, and just, just trying to, trying to, to, to replicate that, trying to do what I saw. And then mm -hmm. also, um, growing up, I was fascinated by motion, just like, seeing how things operate, you know, how people move and, you know, the differences uh, that you see in people and how they do, 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 you know, the same thing, you know, different people approach the same thing differently. Uh, yeah. I just been fascinated with that. And then, um, and I, I think what kind of lit the fire as far as wanting to pursue being in this business, I'd say is definitely the, the, the movies, like the storytelling aspect of animation and, Specifically, yeah. I think Lion King. Lion King was a big, big one. Mm. Um, oh, I love, I, I love that, was... that movie. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that was the one. Um, you know, just the, my connection with it. You know, after my dad, my dad passed when I was five, and then mm. um, I saw that when I was uh, probably like eight or something, or seven or, or yeah, somewhere around there. And um, yeah, just that 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 feeling, you know, seeing, you know, Simba losing his dad and like the, just that, that fear of, of, you know, 
the unknown growing up and, you know, responsibility as an adult and like, you know, just all the stuff that was kind of fallen on me after my dad passed, you know, I'm, I'm the new man of the house now. And I'm mm. like, you know, just, you know, it, it's a lot of, uh, it was kind of, it was a lot of, of, of pressure of not knowing and, and what that's going to mean moving forward. And, you know, just, uh, you know, a little bit of having to grow up fast. And so, you know, seeing Lion King, I was, you know, that, that was the first time I connected with the, a film on that level. And I was, you know, I was like, man, I, I want to do that. Um, I didn't know I wanted to be an animator per se, but I, I wanted to be a part of that in yeah. particular, like making films, like, you know, doing that. And, and, you know, just as a kid, you know, I also, I, I wanted to be an actor. I was, I was, I, I would always try to imitate people as well. And then stuff from movies, like, you know, the scenes in movies or, you know, just people in general. And so I think all those things combined kind of make up, you know, the, 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 the parts of an animator, you know, you got the, the drawing and art design side and then you got the performance and the, you know, the theatrical side and, you know, basically an animator. So that just kind of, that was a natural progression. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Frank, for joining us on the Black Film Space podcast. Appreciate your time and insight. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Where where can people find you on the internet and where can they learn more about your short film canvas? Oh yeah. So, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my Twitter is at I Frank Abney, the letter I, and then on Instagram, it's just at Frank Abney, my website, frankabney.com. You know, I have my contact info on there. The website has my email and also the, you know, the social media stuff as well on there. And then I should have a link to canvas film in the short film section, but also, you know, if, if you just wanted to go to the canvas canvas website, it's uh, the canvas where you can see the teaser. And, you know, I'll be updating that as we continue, you know, especially when we get into festivals, you know, so people know where they can see it and all that stuff. All right. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the black film space podcast. If you're interested in being part of our community and attending events, please visit us at blackfilmspace.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Black Film Space. Subscribe to our email list and podcast. Thank you. See you soon.